Welcome everyone to Beyond the Tavern Wall. Um, it's our very first episode. I I, I don't know really know how we're gonna start, but here we are. Um, I'm Braden Figgins. I'm kind of like the host-ish person. I don't know. They put me in charge of everything. So um, here we go. Let's go around and introduce ourselves. Who wants to go first? Go first. Oh, oh I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Haley, you probably should have talked about this. Um, I'm Haley Anderson. I've been playing for close to eight years and I DM and I play. She's our uh, resident veteran in this whole thing. I probably should say I've been playing for four years and I'm a forever DM. Did I introduce oh, myself? No. I'm Brayden Figgins. Hello, everyone. There we go. Kendall. <laughs> I am Kendall. I am a player. I am not a veteran. I have been playing for about two years. I was about to say, that sounds pretty veteran to me. I'm Sam. I'm a pretty new player. I've been playing for long. I can't really put a number on it because my memory is absolute dog water. It's been about a year. About a year. And we should have put Brayden in charge of more things like snacks. I'm kind of hungry. We're not even mm. next to each other right now, my guy. Doesn't matter. You're right, my bad. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Hunter Browning. I thought I was the youngest player, but I guess I'm not. Um, I've been playing for almost two years exactly. Uh, future DM, hopefully, working on building my own world. But yeah, that's for me. Yeah, here's the thing, though, Hunter, is Sam's probably played more games than you because our right. group is super inconsistent. <laughs> oh, no, I can almost guarantee it. So I'll give a little bit of background of what we're going to be talking about and things going on. So... I am the DM of two different D&D groups, and Alien Hunter are in one of those groups, and Kendall and Sam are in uh, the other group. So I've been DMing these guys a lot, and I've been able to go through, at least with Kendall, Sam, and Hunter, their very first experiences with Dungeons & Dragons. And as we talked, we figured there was a huge problem of, um, like, there's just a very big wall that you kind of have to get over when it comes to D&D, like just the nerdy stuff. You probably listened to it when you listened to our trailer and all that stuff about why we're doing this podcast. And that's kind of what we want to talk about today is like how we felt to do it when we started playing D&D and our experiences set since then. And like, why do we play now and why do we think other people play D&D and the benefits and what it can do, like what it can do for you. So um, let's go. I'm going to pick a random number between one and four. One in. Yeah. One in four. So, roll a d4. Roll a d4. I don't have a d4. Wow, I'm so Ooh, unprepared. Wow. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, watch. If we, if, we all go si if, we all, <laughs> if we all go silent, <laughs> they won't know that I'm about to cut this next part out. And <laughs> now we're back, and you guys didn't even know that I cut the everything they were saying about harassing me. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> I rolled it. I rolled it. I'm rolling it. I'm in charge. I'm the DM. Oh. One, Haley, well, you go okay, first. Sorry. Haley, so tell us your experiences when you first started D&D. How did you feel? And then to where you are now, like how, how different is it from your very beginning to eight years later? So my first ever experience with D&D, I was kind of forced into it. I had a coworker who DM'd and he was like, you're coming over Saturday night, 8 p.m., and we're playing Dungeons & Dragons. And I was like, I don't want to do that. That sounds like awful. like a hostage situation. <laughs> yeah, that's what, it, that's what I felt like going in. I was like, I don't want to do this. This sounds dumb. But um, I got over to his house, and we did, like, a session zero slash, like, half of a regular session. So we made my character. There were only three of us. There were two players and then the DM. So we made our characters, and then we played for a little bit. And I was hooked by the end of that session. That session was, I think, seven hours long. Is how seven long we sat hours? there and played. Seven oh hours. Seven hours. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I've, yeah. No. 
No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've done that once, and that was a lot. I couldn't imagine being the DM for seven hours. No. To be I fair, he wasn't anything for seven hours. <laughs> he wasn't DMing the whole seven hours. Like I read the player's handbook front to back that first session. Wow. So you're a fast reader. I am. <laughs> I Thank you. I don't think I've ever read the player's handbook <laughs> front to back. <laughs> I've been DMing okay, for four all, years. There's a handbook. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Fun fact, Sam, it's called a player's handbook, and that's what you need to start getting into D&D, and it's probably the most important book in the, all of Dungeons & Dragons, so... really don't need it. I didn't know it existed. You know, here's the thing. No one in your group will ever buy one, because for some reason, you guys are very anti-D&D handbook. I don't know why. <laughs> Sorry about it. No, you're good. I don't need some book telling me what to do. That's what you're here for. You're right. I'm the DM. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, yeah. You've been hooked ever since. What was it that hooked you to play D&D? Yeah. So for me, it's like a form of escapism. Like I can kind of just leave all the crap I have going on in my life for a couple of hours and just be something completely different. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. I kind mm. of I agree with that. Like a large chunk of me is is it's ex- I'm having a stroke. I promise I know how to talk. <laughs> It's a big form of escapism for me, too. It's good to kind of just be in your own world where you don't have to be bothered by the realities of real life. Yeah, exactly. Also, like, flirting with your friends is so fun. I don't, I don't need D&D I to do that. that. <laughs> I, I flirt with my guy friends all the time, okay? <laughs> if you're not, who else will? You're right, exactly. Hunter's not getting anything soon, so gotta flirt with him somehow. You gotta cut that out. (laughs) I'll cut it out, don't worry. (laughs) Gotta save face, you know. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, We're gonna, gonna, I rolled a two, so Kendall, uh, what was your first experience of D&D and what was it that hooked you into it? Um, with me, I've always wanted to try D&D when I first learned about it. I don't remember when I first learned about it, uh, because to me, it was like an excuse to play pretend with your friends. So I've always wanted to learn how to play. And I've always been in a, a very imaginative person. And I just like to create worlds and create stories. And... I like to escape, like what Haley said. Um, So I have always wanted to play it, but I was intimidated because it's kind of a big undertaking, and I didn't know anybody that played D&D, and I felt like if I asked my friends to play with me, that they would think I was way nerdy. So I just had this, like, quiet desire. And then um, my friend Daniel said that his friend, Brayden was starting a new campaign and I really wanted to join. So my first session was uh, with Brayden a couple years ago. And I was extremely nervous because I didn't know how into it people would get. I didn't know if they were going to take it like seriously and role play or if they were going to just goof off and kill monsters. Uh, But I got there and I kind of had this out-of-body experience because I was just like, you know what, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to 
do what I want to do, which is role play. And I did it. And I think I did a good job. People said I did a good job, but I could not tell you anything I said because I just disassociated and went into autopilot. I really, I really got her when I started making the zombie noises. That's, that's the point that really just gets people as my zombie noises. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Can we get an example of that? Absolutely. Oh darn! I cut it out of the video. Oh no! Oh no! It was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Uh, <laughs> Subscribe to our five thousand dollar a month Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, that was my first experience, and after that, I was hooked. Nobody made fun of me, so that encouraged me to keep doing it. But yeah. I think the best part about what you said is that like you were worried that oh would they just role play would they just fight people would they goof around with your group in particular and when we first started uh you had a little bit of everything in there you had um Andy who is our resident uh murder hobo um yeah. he doesn't play with us anymore you have Daniel who's the biggest goof off and then you have uh like you who's a really big role player so you, had, you that group has a little bit of everything in that yeah which I thought was mm-hmm. it, which I find extremely fun yeah, um, it was it was a cool experience. What from your first session? What was it that made you come back? What hooked you? Just the fact that I could like you guys gave me permission to like play, right? Cuz like I could use my imagination, I could role play and you guys didn't make fun of me for it, right? <laughs> and so that was really encouraging to me because I finally had this outlet where I could play a different character than myself um, with other people and we could create something together. So I came back because, well, most of the people in the group were my friends already. So I felt kind of comfortable doing that. So, but yeah, it was the story. It was the fact that I could role play and I could have fun with that. That made me come back. I I think that's a major big thing with D&D is just, it's an opportunity for, friends to tell a story and have fun like that's what D, at least for me is all about is just having fun and tell a story i'm gonna roll the dice again we got one and a two it's uh sam it goes three and a four it's a uh hunter that other guy goes it's a four hunter that that other guy <laughs> that other guy that's that's me you guys the other guy um man first experience with D, it was almost exactly two years ago um Braden roped me into it. You I wanted mean, to I've, play. We talked about it at work. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I, I did want to play. I mean, I've been I've been a big nerd for such a long time. I've loved Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit for almost as long as I could remember. And I mean, I going in, I had a little bit of an interesting perspective as to what D and D is. Um, just a bunch of nerds sitting around a table slinging dice and making funny voices that's that's what i thought was going in so i was i was a bit nervous not gonna lie but um it was it was still a great experience i didn't really know anyone at the table very well but it was it was a lot of fun i mean especially since it was COVID, it was nice to spend time with people but being able to sit down and like a lot of you guys have said, be able to escape, go into this this other world and be this other person and just make your own story and be able to to leave some of your choices up to fate as you as you roll the dice. There's a what's the quote? Every decision has 20 sides. I actually have not heard that. But you haven't heard that before? Have any of you guys heard I have, that? I actually haven't. No. 
No. Sounds like a very nerdy thing to say, though. Yeah, 100%. Well, this just got awkward, brother. All right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what was it that hooked you, then? Oof. I'm going to, hey, you should know that's coming. <laughs> I, I, I should know, but I mean, it's... It's weird because I, I wouldn't say the first session hooked me because if, if I'm being honest, like the first session, I, I felt a little bit underwhelmed. Maybe it's because like we we were horrible in combat. Um, oh, my gosh. Let's talk. Can we can we quickly go on a tangent real fast? Sidetrack. Side side yeah. So Haley wasn't here. Haley joined a little bit later. Uh, Hunter, go ahead and uh, explain the very first session. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, it's pretty, as fast pretty as you typical. can. Okay, we're gonna do the, we're gonna condense this real quick. So, of course, meet up in a town. There's something going on. Uh, musical performance kind of gone wrong. Not really, but it does kind of go wrong. Zombies or I can't remember. Were they wraiths? Phantoms, wraiths, phantoms. Yeah, those show up. Um, a bunch of the party members. Well, all the party members get huddled in a circle, and we just rolled horrible. I don't think we hit anything for the first three rounds of it combat. It was terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> it was bad. I fudge so many rolls. Oh, I'm, I'm going so to be honest. Did. I think I rolled like two or three natural 20s. And I'm just like, nope, not that then or get rolled. Uh. Right, so it was it was just a giant mess of combat. But I mean, for me, it was like, all right, well, I get to go out and talk to people instead of sitting behind a desk all day or going out and try to socialize with a mask on. So got to go and hang out with people. And I think the moment I got hooked, I want to say it was like our third or fourth set. I can't remember what session it was, but it was it was very heavy role play where I started to get into it a lot more than I had with role play. And I think that's when I just I realized, hey, I can really immerse myself in this story and control it to the best of my ability. That's where I kind of fell in love. You're the one in charge of the story in the end. Yeah. The players are 100%. in charge of the story. The DM um, sets up something and the players choose if they want to go with it. There's been a lot of times. I remember the first dungeon I ever made as a DM. Um, my players didn't go into it and I was pissed. I spent the four hours driving up from uh, wherever we were driving up from, uh, creating this whole dungeon, and then they didn't even do it. And I was so sad. I ripped it up in front of them. <laughs> That's okay, it, buddy. All DMs have been it there. Was, it was sad. Now I don't care if you guys don't do it. It don't matter. Um, <laughs> I've grown. Uh, Sam, let's uh, go ahead and hear from you now. So what was your first experiences? You, you're in kind of a unique situation. You came into the group not really knowing anyone. Who? It was a brand new group. The only person I knew there was Kendall, my wife. And a lot of what's already been said was kind of what my first experience was like. It was a little underwhelming the first first go around. But as I started to learn the group and who I was playing with, it was really fun to see what people decided they could do with with magical power. Like if you you've all heard that saying, you find out who someone truly is if you give them power. It's similar to that in D&D. You get to see what people's subconscious desires are. I study psychology, so it's really fun to see what people do with with these choices. So my first experience was absolutely terrifying, not knowing anything about anyone going in. It, it was just learning the whole the whole experience. Everyone's got the same experience the first go around, I'm sure. But it, it was just quite terrifying. So what made you stay beside your wife? What made you stay? That's a loaded question. 
Uh oh. It, it was coming anyway. <laughs> it oh, was geez. me. She probably is the reason that I got my first, uh, got there the first time for the first session. But everyone was just really nice to me when I got there. Mitchell and Daniel, right off the bat, started treating me like we've known each other for years, which was a little daunting at first, but it got really familiar really quickly. It's just a really fun group. Everyone really open and accepting. I don't think I've ever felt uncomfortable when I've been with our D&D group. I know Kendall has sometimes when we make really uh, crude jokes. Our whole well, melon sessions. Well, hey, you it's a lot better now. It you is. guys have kind of Kendall has opened up. Chipped away and <laughs> chipped away at my, I don't know, prudishness. I don't want to say prudishness. I thought you said fruitishness and I was like, yep, melon. Fruit. <laughs> <laughs> um I guess I should share my first experiences, right? Um, my very first experience was in 2015, technically, sometime around then. When uh, so I was in a creative writing class in high school, and we were told to go write a write a paper or something about a different culture. And we went up and talked to our teacher because I was I've always been interested in D and D. Like I'm a nerd, so like I'm like, oh yes, magic and dragons and dungeons. Oh my goodness. Um, but we decided, me and some friends at the time, we were like, hey, let's ask our teacher if we can do D&D &D and all that stuff. Uh, so we went up and we talked to her and she said we could. And one of our friends had a brother who played D&D, &D, so he was going to be our DM. And it took seven hours to create a character. Oh, my gosh. See, I told you, seven hours. Seven To create a character, though. <laughs> because I read yeah, every single about. thing in the book. I read all about dragonborns. I all read all about elves. I think I ended up being a dragonborn warlock. Um, and a warlock for your first one? Of course. Impressive. Hey, man. I love warlocks. They're the greatest to I role do play too. for. I think they're just one of the harder spellcasters to play. I had no idea what I was doing. And a warlock sounded really cool. Dude, it's me. the coolest name. You're good. Uh, it's the coolest Shit. name of all the classes. Shadow Wizard Money Gang. Shadow Wizard Money Gang. <laughs> is that real? Oh my god! You guys haven't met him in the world yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the other group's with him right now in hell, so. Yeah, okay. buddy. We go and we do one session. I only ever played one session because we never got back together, and I had to leave early because I think my girlfriend at the time, she had to go somewhere, so I had to go drive her home, and I didn't play D&D &D until like four or five years later where I had a friend at work where I was getting interested into it again. And they were like, hey, you should come play D&D &D with us. And I was like, sure, I'll try it. And um, I was so nervous because it was like they were just co-workers at the time. So they weren't like amazingly good friends where I felt, felt like I could be comfortable role playing and all that stuff. Um, so we go into the first session and my very first official session, I'll say uh, two of one of the people were drunk we were doing it online. One of the person was one of the players was drunk. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Two of them weren't really paying attention. So it was just like the three of us who eventually stayed on playing were the only ones doing anything. But we got nowhere because the one drunk dude was just like, my guy's name was Alakai, and he's over here like a leaky <laughs> and just dying making fun of my name. So I'm like, oh great, this is fantastic. Um and then at the end, I still had a lot of fun. I just you know, it was very, very weird for me because some guy was just drinking the whole time um, and just was drunk off his rocker and it was hilarious. Uh, so we ended up kicking those three people out and then we 
restarted the campaign. We redid a session one and it was the best like thing I've ever played. Like it was so fun because all of us were invested into our characters, we were invested into the story where uh, we just did like it was the most fun I've ever had playing any game in my entire life. Like it was so, so fun just to be get out of your element and role play as this. I was a dragonborn again. Surprise, surprise. Just, Sounds like you have a type. Yeah, I do. I'm really into dragonborns romantically, of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't be? Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I so, yeah, it was just a ton of fun and I really, really enjoyed it. And I think what's hooked me on D&D ever since then is just the like I've said, the ability to tell a story. Like to be able to tell a story with your friends, get together and laugh, but also just have this epic adventure where we have so many inside jokes because of that with every single group like I've played with. And it's been so fun to do that. And I've been doing it DMing for the past four years and I probably won't ever stop. I always talk about like, hey, if we move, we have to be close enough where I can still do Dungeons and Dragons. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that's how much it's it has meant to me and it has become part of my life yeah and also when you don't know the people or you don't feel quite comfortable with the people if you keep going they truly become like your family i know like that sounds so cheesy but it's just you gain that level of comfort with each other because you're all taking a risk together like a risk of humiliation basically right um like you can say something stupid or you're at your accent can be so just like completely wrong or you could do something cringy. Um, but yeah, when you put that sort of trust in each other, it bonds you so quickly and so deeply as well. Yeah, it really does. I mean, I agree. I mean, two years ago, I would have laughed at that. I would have been like, oh, wow, that's so cringe. That's that's so weird. You guys are weird. But honestly, I mean, going like the people I've played with, I feel like they've become some of my closest friends. I mean, like even Kendall and Sam, I've only done like two or three one shots with them. But I mean, you bond over these experiences and like the stress that you sometimes feel when you play you get into an intense situation or or really deep like role play moments and like five minutes later like you're finishing up the session you guys are just sitting around chatting and it, it's you bond it's wonderful yeah it's, it's not like cringe if we all do it together yeah, yeah. it's a high risk <laughs> high reward kind of a thing mm -hmm. i remember sorry anyone else I, I've, I've talked a lot anyone else okay i remember first starting and all that stuff before any of you guys had joined in I'd be talking to Brayden and Daniel and I was just like, I couldn't imagine in high school ever getting together with the group of friends I had now and playing Dungeons and Dragons. That, that would never have had happened. Um, yeah, no, you keep going. Sorry, no, no, Brayden. no, Kendall, you, we shared this when we were doing our little test, I think. You share what you were saying yeah. about all that. I'm a jock, yeah. guys, because of this. I'm a jock, apparently. Stop! Okay, um, <laughs> so I, so Brayden, other Brayden, so other Brayden is in my group, and then Mitchell is in my group. So DM Brayden slash host Brayden, other Brayden, and Mitchell, and me, we all went to the same high school. And we, I think you guys crossed paths, but I did not cross paths with yeah, we you we were guys. all friends. We, we ran together and did track and field together. Yeah, and to me, in my little theater girl brain, my judgmental of... of sports people because I was really jealous brain. I thought you guys were jocks, but I was a theater kid. I did improv. I did art, all of those things. And they did track and field. And I just saw them as like a completely different group, I guess, like a different posse. Um, so we didn't really 
we didn't really interact in high school and I was actually with a couple of my high school friends a couple weeks ago and I told them that I played Dungeons and Dragons with the two Bradens and Mitchell and they physically like took a step back like they did not believe it so D&D can bring people that you would never believe that you would hang out with it can bring you together we we talked about this again it's a little bit from the test podcast we did if you were to give yourself a category of role of player you were does that make sense like what category of player would you be like would you be a heavier role play combat um investigative like what role do you guys play in your parties do you want someone specific to start uh whoever goes first whoever talks first I've I've kind of centered my character. Should I describe him real quick? Yeah, who, who do you play? In our campaign that we play with Brayden, uh, my character is a giant turtle person. His name is Roland. Uh, I kind of wanted him to to be like a carefree adventurer, but I've come to build him around being a useful tool and form of utility. He has several ways to create distraction and escape if we get into tricky situations. He's got plenty of of support, healing, and combat abilities as well. I kind of want him to be a, a jack of all trades. <laughs> Roland's a tool. Okay, rude. <laughs> okay, okay, cat lady. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Hello, cat. I'm not a cat. Yes, you are. All right, you go ahead. Who are you? Oh, um, so my character is Bast. She is a half-elf cleric. Raised so by cat, so she's that a again. cat. No, I'm going to say that again. Half-elf half cleric. So she is not a cat. Her, her um, adventuring party, they like to tease that she's a cat because... And an left, alcoholic. Oh my gosh, fight me. Um, she was left on the doorstep of a monastery of leonins which are basically these big humanoid lions so they just like to tease her that she's a cat when she's not she's a half elf anyway she uh is kind of really obsessed with her patron god so if you're listening and you're not really sure what a cleric is a cleric is someone who has sworn loyalty to a certain deity or god and they kind of their purpose is kind of to act out their god's will basically. And so Bast is obsessed with her god, and she thinks her god is the best one, and anyone who says different is misguided. So, yeah. And I would say I'm a heavy role player, because uh, I'm very similar to Bast in some ways, and so I feel very comfortable role-playing her. And also, for me, the best part of D&D is the story, and the, the opportunity to be someone else for a couple hours. So yeah, I really enjoy roleplay. On the note of you being very similar to Bass, I need to let you know I threw away all of your white claws. All my white claws? <laughs> I got it. I got it. Uh... Samuel? No, I was, it was a pause for effect kind of a thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Hunter, what role do you play? So Hunter's character is really unique because um, when he first gave me kind of his backstory, it wasn't really fleshed out. And then I have been able to watch Hunter like evolve as a player, probably the most out of anyone. Uh, and just the commitment and level to role play and combat he has now is so vastly different from where he was when he first started. Drugs, you're making me blush. Literally, our, our sessions <laughs> used to be this. 
longbow shot. I shoot him in the calf. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, <laughs> sessions for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. I did kind of build my character to be very, very bad with charisma. I mean, um, I play a ranger, so I think kind of Aragorn. Um, from what's what's your Rings. character's name again? Uh, Strider, but spelled with a Y. No relation <laughs> at all. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, I did not think about it until one of you guys pointed it out. But it was too late to change it at that point. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, he's he spends a lot of the time in the forest until he's joined up with this group. And so he's not much of a people person. So I, I, I did kind of play with that uh, for a lot of the earlier sessions. But I have grown into to uh voicing a lot more um and playing out with that still kind of making him a little bit awkward and not as charismatic so i've i've gotten a lot better with role playing but he i've learned that he's he's all right in combat um but his strengths right now is kind of like survival and exploration okay i don't think i've ever seen your character roll below a 30 on perception <laughs> or investigation what's your uh, average <laughs> perception my average perception, I'm pretty sure, is 20. Yeah. Have you guys seen that episode of SpongeBob where Patrick grabs two glasses and he puts them on his eyes and makes binoculars and they like yes. human eyes? Yes. That's what I pictured when you said he'd never rolled below a 30 on perception. You're not wrong. <laughs> Just Patrick with those glasses on his eyes. Like, it's, it's insane how <laughs> well made strider is as a character yeah. um and then mm -hmm. also how lucky you were last session rolling five natural oh, 20s in a row yeah i rolled, I rolled three in a row three in a row five I it was five, five total through the session but... we're gonna say five in a row dude dramatic dude you gotta sure. really boost yourself up after i knocked you down a few pegs at the beginning oh dude i cannot boost myself up because i know at the moment we sit back down i'm gonna roll three nat ones in a row and it's gonna <laughs> suck <laughs> i can't get my i can't let my freaking ego inflate or it's gonna be bad um <laughs> Haley, what kind of role as a like as a veteran do you play in your campaigns or whenever you play D&D? So, I like to play the tank. I am definitely a combat girly, but I do go really heavy on the role play too. I also like to kind of just fill the cracks of where the group is. Like when I jumped in to the group with Hunter and Amber, I was playing a sorcerer at first, and then I realized they didn't have really a frontline person, so I scrapped that character and made my character now, which is Lyria. She's a changeling cleric, and she kind of does buffs and tank-wise. Haley is the player that I, I plan a lot of combat around to try to make it fair, because Haley would outsmart me every single day. Uh, like no matter what, <laughs> Haley will outsmart me in D and D, and I have to prepare for that to make it like a, a challenging for for you guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, I love no, I love it though. It's awesome. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's hilarious and it's so fun. And, and then Daniel and my uh, and Kendall and Sam's group is that person where I'm like, I know he's gonna do something that's just gonna make me my jaw drop. And that those are the best things as a DM when your jaw just drops and you're like wow like that was phenomenal and then i'm just over here like i'm gonna make brayden fake argue with me for two hours yep <laughs> <laughs> uh i role play best now boyfriend 
and Aww. it's um it's really awkward because Sam and Kendall being married, Sam's sitting right next to her, and then I'm over here like flirting and talking to <laughs> to Kendall as Bass, like flirting with her, and it's just like Sam, I promise this is just in game. Like, <laughs> yeah, eventually one care. of Roland's shots are gonna miss his target and hit something else and hit God. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, it's but like, Sam could not be bothered. <laughs> I, I could not tell you what I play as the most because I've played probably a total of five months. So, like I've said, I've DM'd basically for four years straight now. So, um, <laughs> it's time for us to almost wrap this up. So, let's ask. I'll ask one more question. What is Dungeons and Dragons to you guys now? Uh, Haley, you talked how Haley and Sam, you both talked about how it's kind of a bit of an escape and all that stuff. But if you would could elaborate on that or add more to it, um, that'd be awesome. So I'm going to roll D4 again. And if I had a camera, I'd show I'd show you. I'm going to point at my camera I have up here. Uh, it's a two. So that is let me pull up Kendall. What is D&D to you? Ooh. D&D now that I'm more of a seasoned player is it's so it's getting to see my friends on a consistent basis and it's getting to just let go of our inhibitions and just come up with insane scenarios that leave us either anxious um excited or just leave us laughing like hours later but yeah it's a way to socialize with socialize with my friends on a regular basis and it's awesome are you with uh hunter now okay um mine's pretty similar i mean it, it's amazing just to be able to go and jump into this world i mean we meet every other week so i spend two weeks out in the real world dealing with all those things but then i get to just forget about those i get to go and jump into this other world as a different person with my friends also playing other people and we get to just face these complex things that i doubt I, i'm like i'm I'd say I'm about 99% sure I'll never get a face in real life. Um, I'm talking physic, like, monster-wise. I don't think I'll ever face those. But emotionally-wise, we also get to delve into that a little bit. Deal with these complex backstories that each of us have built up and be able to see each other's characters grow and watch the world grow with it. As as we go about our adventures, we, we play a major part in changing those worlds. And so D&D to me, it's just, it's storytelling at its finest. Yeah, and there's a ton of uh, like material that you can use it from. Like, I'll be honest with, I so in our campaigns, I've created my whole world uh, from scratch. Like, well, from scratch is a very loose term because I was going to say like, I have stolen a bunch of things from like literature I've read. Uh, the whole mm -hmm. reason, Kendall, you guys started in a spiritualist kind of beginning is because I was in love with spiritualism and I was listening to podcasts about that stuff. And then the reason um, you guys, Kendall and Sam, not Kendall and Sam, uh, Hunter. Wow, I'm really great at names, team. Hunter and Haley. Yep. Uh, you weren't there, Haley. But the reason you guys started with like this lost undead king was because... I really like the story of a character from League of Legends. And so I was like, oh, let's adapt those into my world and tell a grander story about all that stuff. And I'm going to be honest, Sam, my dice hates you. I rolled again and it was a one. So Haley and then Sam, you're last for the uh, fifth time. That's okay. <laughs> I'll just piggyback off of what everyone says again. No, 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 no. Hey. You need to have your own opinion. But what if my opinion was shared with what was said? How about Share that, it Dad? grander. Haley. 
Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, going along with uh, Kendall and Hunter, it really is like a social aspect now. I play upwards to three or four times a week, so it's nice to see all of these people that I otherwise would not see. Like, I, Brayden, I don't remember the last time I saw you outside of D&D-wise. I don't think like, we've ever actually seen each other outside of D&D. That's not true. One time we went to Barnes and Noble and Best Buy. Oh, you're right. It's true. I think that was the last <laughs> time we saw each other outside of D and D. Probably. Um, and then I play with my sister and her husband too, and they just recently moved, so it's really nice being able to see them once a week again. And then the other group I play with, once again, I cannot remember the last time I saw them outside of D&D. So it's really <laughs> nice to just know that I'll be able to see them at least once a week. Sam, the anchor of the group, the man of the hour. I'm glad you said the word anchor, because that's actually going to be one of the words I'm going to use to describe how, how it is to me. Oh, you're I, I do find it. Oh, thank you very much, sir. It is a good anchor in the sense that with how crazy the world is getting nowadays, it's good to have something that you know is at least partially in your control. And I'm not saying like no one has their life in control. It's just like today I know I'm going to be with my friends. We've got a situation that we all can work with together. We're going to go at it at our own pace. And any outside influence is just from the people that we know and love. It, it, it's like a it's an anchor point in my life, at least. I think it's really uh, funny how all of you guys are like, oh, yeah, it's a way away from like it's a time to get away from the world. And I'm over here like, man, Kerrigan's an effed up place. OK, uh <laughs> well, yeah. Hunter and yeah. I wouldn't know that because we've only been to one hell. town and now we're in hell. So yeah, now you're in hell. <laughs> uh, no, but going off of what um, Sam said, it is that opportunity to kind of or I guess going off of what you guys all said, it's that time to really just. Take a step back and relax from the busy lives that we all have and uh, step into a world where you can be whatever you want. Like you can be, you can fly, you can have magic, you can be an elf or a wizard or a gnome or a really small humanoid creature. Um, you can be whatever you want and do whatever you want within the bounds of your DM, of course. Um which if you have a really good and awesome DM like myself, you can get away with a lot of stuff. Uh, just a humble brag right there. Uh, very true. Very true. <laughs> you won't let me cast create water in someone's nose. Okay, that sounds... That's so... No, that's a no. <laughs> Look at waterboard someone. Gosh. Oh, okay. Actually, in, uh, do in their lungs. No, not yeah, allowed. Space you can see. Yes. Oh. Cut them open. Cut open. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had the suggestion. What if they were like transparent? I think that would work. All right. So we're going to end it right in. here. Uh, <laughs> this is other stuff we can discuss in another podcast too. Uh, anyone have any final words before uh, we, we close up the very first podcast of beyond the tavern wall? I do uh, actually. Oh wait, Sam, do you have something? Oh uh, no, you go first. Um, so we wanted to start this podcast to help people who want to play D&D get the courage to play it and also to guide them along it. So this is your sign right here to start playing D&D, form these lasting bonds, and have fun and to become a more confident person in the process. I think, sorry, going on with that is like, 
if you guys are like, oh, I don't know where to start, the best thing to do is buy, have one person who wants to be the DM and they don't have to know what they're doing because I'm going to be honest, four years in, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and just go. Have them read a little bit of the rules, sit down, create characters, and just go with it. Like, that's the best. And you're going to have way more fun than someone than taking the time and not wanting to do it because it, there seems to be so many rules. Like, just sit down and go. Yeah, D&D is just so vast. There's so much material and so much, like, so many books to go through that you could spend years studying it before you start playing. Just start playing and then you'll make a bunch of mistakes, but then you'll learn from them and then the only way to go is up. I find that the rules are more like guidelines. Your choice is final in the end. And I will. Am I wrong in saying that, Brayden? Uh, I will answer that after a hunter, hunter goes. Oh, I mean, Sam's not wrong. I will say that, but I would also say <laughs> uh, embrace the awkward. The, the first couple sessions might be a little off-putting, um, but they're only going to be as awkward as you make them. It, it may take a little bit, but just just allow yourself to get into it. Go crazy. Do something fun. I mean, do something stupid. That's the best part of the game. You can do something stupid, and you don't have to face the real-world consequences. <laughs> but, but let yourself have fun with the game. That's the biggest point for me. And I will say totally agree. It is... In the end, the word of the group is final. The word of the person is final. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for coming out to uh, Beyond the Tavern Wall. Uh, many, many more episodes to come because we are excited to do this. Um, it would, I, I guess, you know, your usual sign off. Make sure you follow us on uh, Instagram, uh, Beyond the Tavern Wall. And if you have any questions or have any comments you want to reach out, uh, beyondthetavernwall at gmail.com is our email. You can reach out. I will try to look at it as much as I can. Uh, but I am a, trying to be a busy man. So, <laughs> and as well, if you guys can, like word of mouth is the best way to share the podcast. So tell your friends, even if they're not interested in D&D or if they are interested or they're already listening to it, like share it with them, get the podcast going up, five stars, comment, whatever else you say at the end of podcast. Uh, anyone else want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> <laughs>